a wonderful morning out there once again. Welcome to another live broadcast. This is the Potter's Gate online broadcast. Today is the 28th day of the month of September. We want to give honor and glory once again to God for granting us this beautiful, glorious day. Once again, it's my privilege and a great honor to lead you in the place of prayer and, of course, in the place of seeking the mind of God for our day, for our time. There are several things the Spirit of God has continued to show us and reveal to us. These things are supposed to help us to define the path and walk in the light of this brand new day. So welcome this morning once again as we connect with each other wherever you are connecting from or you'll be connecting from. It's a great honor to share this platform with you. Father, we want to honor your name. We want to bless your name. We want to glorify you once again for another day, another time like this in your presence. Thank you once again for waking us up. This is a brand new day that you have offered to us. Lord, we've come with a new vessel. We let go of, yes, yesterday. We present ourselves to you afresh and new this morning as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for it is our reasonable service. We proclaim this morning that we conform not to the patterns of this world, but rather we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yes, Lord, our mind is the place, yes, of the operations of your kingdom. We thank you this morning, the Lord, as we yield our minds to you, we receive the mind of Christ. We receive the mind, yes, of divine operation. We receive the mind to be able to know and understand, yes, the ways and the plans and the purposes that you have ordained for this day. We thank you, Lord, that we will not be conformed to the principles and the patterns of this world, but rather we will be transformed. So we receive your word this morning to, to transform our minds, O oh God. We receive, yes, the capacity, yes, this day, O oh God, to live life in accordance to, yes, the objectives and the desires of your kingdom. We thank you once again this morning that as we continue to present ourselves and offer ourselves, Lord, that you will bring us into that newness of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that your desire will find inroad in our life. Your desire will find expression in us. Your desire, Lord, will find the place to walk through we thank you we bless you i thank you lord for refreshing life i thank you father for refreshing yes newness thank you father for the refreshing of your grace and glory thank you father this morning that in your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore we receive of that pleasure this morning we thank you lord that our desire this morning is to honor you god our pleasure this morning is to honor you with our entire being so father this day once again we declare as we build this altar may our life be the offering oh god yes rising to you as a sweet smelling savour of a new day we thank you we glorify you may you continue to speak to us may this word continue to go to the ends of the world may this word continue to change yes lord the landscape of this brand new day we thank you we honor you this morning that we will not be the same again this day that you have offered that you have given to us we declare the lord we will be the best we will be yes in the name of jesus all that you want us to be our life will produce in the name of jesus the best of the fruits fruits of righteousness lord the harvest of righteousness will be manifest through us we thank you uh, we ask once again may your kingdom come may your will be done yes may your will be done may your will be done in us through us may your will be done with us this day may everything that we stand for this day be the very expression of your kingdom. 
I thank you, Father, for those that will be listening, those that will be joining us this morning. Lord, may your kingdom come into their life, into their space, into their minds, their faculty. I pray this day that every part of their being, O oh God, will be an expression of your kingdom. We thank you. We honor you. We thank you, Lord, that our life is a reflection of light. In us, there is no darkness. Whatever darkness seek, yes, to pin on us, we proclaim this day that we reject them. We embrace light. We are sons of light. Christ, you are the light of the world. We embrace light this morning. We walk in the light. We move in the light. We live in the light. We walk in the light. We move in the life. We live, oh God, through the life and the power of your light. We thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord, for your word that will not return to you. Void, empty. No, every word shall produce, shall bring forth as you have ordained it from the beginning. We bless your name. We honor you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining this morning. Quickly, I'm going to take you to Isaiah chapter 50. Of course, Isaiah 54, uh, Isaiah 50 verse 4 is our key scripture on our platform here when we talk about uh, our Potter's Gate Prophetic Prayer School. I want to quickly just take you back to that scripture and then we'll see how we can connect to one or two other things the Spirit of God is emphasizing in this brand new day. Thank you all for joining me this morning. God bless you. In Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4 says, The Sovereign Lord has given to me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ears to listen like one being taught. Verse 5. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears. And I have not been rebellious or disobedient. I have off. I have. I have. I have I, okay. Let me just stop there. Now this scripture basically. Are, you know some of the scriptures that God has given to us. That we are using to pray. To, to advance the purposes of God. Maybe I should quickly just look at another one that we are. You know that heaven gave to us that we've been using to track all right our you know concept of prayer and intercession and standing in the gap thank you father oh it's supposed to be looking at the book of ezekiel i just felt i need to remind us again of the scriptures In Ezekiel chapter chapter 22, verse 30, verse, uh, verse 30 says, it says, I look for a man among them who will build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I may not have to destroy it. It says, but I found none. So these are key scriptures that heaven has given to us that we are looking into that is allowing us to shape amen, the, our, our call, our position of prayer and intercession and standing in the gap and representing the body, the church, and all of the things that the Spirit of God amen, is, is saying and speaking in this season in time. So this, this scripture basically, I, I felt I need to you know, remind us again because you see, sometimes we can so car be carried away in some things that we forget 
why we do what we do. Now, the purpose of me reading the scripture once again is to bring context to where we are, what we're doing, and of course, where we are, amen, pressing to us. We want to stand in the gap, amen. We want to pray on behalf of others. We want to intercede, amen, on behalf of the body, on behalf of the nations, on behalf of, you know, our city, on behalf of our home, family, all right? God said, I sought, amen, a man that will stand in the gap. Of course, we've, we've tracked all of these. Sometimes back, we've, we've looked at what that word man is, all right? God is looking for representatives. The Lord is looking for people, all right? In this season in time, all right, this moment that we are in right now requires people, amen, that will stand in the gap. So sometimes, amen, we need to put aside our own feelings. We need to put aside, all right, our own burdens, our own challenges. God is looking for, amen, leadership in men. God is looking for leadership, amen, in people that, amen, are able to stand on behalf. This is what this is what the word of the Lord is, amen. This is what God says in his word. I sought for a man, all right. God is looking for men and women. Of course, that word we have dealt with, you know, in Tampa's that that word is not referring just to gender, amen. We're talking about God is looking for a quality of spirit people, spirit-filled people, amen. The spirit-filled people, spirit-led people, amen. People who will not allow their, their self-centeredness, amen, their, you know, their own personal issue because we all have issues. We all have, you know, challenges. We all have troubles. We all, I mean, everybody's going through something, including the priest. But guess what? The priest will have to push aside, amen, his own whatever, whatever he's going through. He will have to, if that's, that's, that's what leadership is all about. Leadership, amen, is going through what everybody is going through, but yet being able to lead them through it, amen. Is, is stepping, is putting your own challenges aside and say, Lord, I've laid this before you, but I'm going to take the weight of the wall. I'm going to take the burdens of the wall. Amen. We know that in the priesthood, amen, that, you know, he, he carries the burden. He carries the, he, you know, he, his shoulder carries the challenges, amen, of creation and, and the purposes of God. If the purposes of God are going to manifest in our time, in our day, then we have to, amen, be, be, be a priest to our generation. God said, I sought for one who will stand in the gap. I'm just basically reminding you, in case you have forgotten, in case you have forgotten, amen, why we do what we do. I want to remind you again that, amen, we are going on behalf of others. God has found us. We are the generation that God has found, all right? We are the people. We are the company of them, amen, that have that have been found, amen. Some of the people that we are standing on behalf of, amen, some of the nations that we are standing on behalf of, they may never get to know us. Some may even, never even get to appreciate, amen, what we're doing. But guess what? Because this is what the Lord, amen, has ordained and designed us for, some of you family that you're even praying for may not even appreciate may not even you know be, 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 be thankful may not even understand why you're doing what you're doing but because amen god needs someone to stand in the gap every time god moves in the earth is because he found somebody it's because he found a man, an individual, and you know, a person, a personality amen who goes on behalf of and so i want to remind you again this morning that you have been found <clears throat> That you've been found. Heaven has chosen you. Heaven has positioned you. Heaven has called you. So don't let, amen, the, the environment, the pain, the, 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 the present challenge, like the scripture will put it, amen. It says our present affliction, our present tribulation, amen, our present, amen, you know, trial cannot be compared to the glory. That is a glory that God wants to reveal through our life, amen, for the benefit of creation. 
Amen. We want to be that instrument, that you know, company of people that can pray, that can stand, amen, that can continue, amen, to proclaim and to declare, amen, not just for ourselves, but for the rest, for, for those people out there, amen, who have lost hope, who have lost a sense of direction, amen. Listen to this. Nothing happens in the earth without a divine intervention. Nothing happens. When you want to see God move, somebody will have to be praying his hand. And that's what we've been learning for a while right now, amen. Yesterday, I was even speaking about that concept again. The Bible said that Elijah climbed up the second time. The second time he climbed up after he had he had challenged amen, the prophets of Baal. He had brought them to judgment, brought them to book. Amen. Now he was going to face, he was going to deal with the next phase amen, of the restoration of God in the land. Friends, I tell you, it's not going to be an easy thing. If somebody ever tells you that what we are about, what is happening today, the shift that is taking place in the earth, amen, is just going to be so easy. We're just going to, you know, flip our fingers and then everything comes back to normalcy. In fact, we're not looking for normalcy. We're pushing this thing, amen, to the place of divine prophetic intention. Hallelujah. We're moving this thing to the place that heaven, amen, wants, amen, our, our life, our home, family, amen, to be. We're moving this thing. We're pushing this thing to the next dimension of God's prophetic counsel for creation hallelujah we are the mover of the hand of god amen in the earth we are we are the one that defines amen the atmosphere we define amen the the, the, the reality of of what is coming what is taking place in the earth so if we want to see god move and if we want to see god continue to move then we have to continue to engage him the bible says elijah climbed up amen the second time what was he doing he went back to pray the Bible says he placed his head, amen, between his two knees. And he began to engage with God. You would assume that the fact that Elijah had engaged with God the first time, he called on fire, God answered him. I mean, you would have assumed that that was just enough. That was just enough power. That was just enough energy. That was just enough a revelation, amen, to move, to, you know, to continue to move things. No, <laughs> no, no. I think sometimes we, 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 we miss what, you know, this concept of engaging God in the place of intercession. When you're standing on behalf of a nation, when you're standing on behalf of a people, when you're standing, in fact, when you're standing on behalf of people that are totally blind, they have no clue of what is happening. They, I mean, here is the king, he's been captured. The nation has been captured. The nation has been under the rule, under the control of a powerful, you know, Jezebelic spirit. And here was God, amen, you know, seeking to bring transformation and restoration. But he needed the man. He needed an Elijah. And friends, we are the Elijah of our day. We are, the Bible says, amen, before that dreadful day of the Lord comes, God will send, amen, Elijah. Elijah has come. The spirit of Elijah, the spirit of restoration. That's what we're talking about. The spirit of reformation. The spirit of rebuilding the altars. The spirit, amen, of redefining, amen, the priesthood. The spirit, amen, of restoring kingdom government authority back to the nations. Hallelujah. People may be doing things in the natural and everything is working out well for them. But they don't know where, amen, that, that power, that authority to bring, to, you know, to, to bring a change comes from. They don't know. So we will have to continually do what you know we're doing, and sometimes we can be so carried away when when you when we get overwhelmed by what we want to see, by you know what we want to you know hear from people, when what we want to you know see manifest, we can be overwhelmed. Amen. When you set your expectation, alright, on on things that are not you know are not realistic, are not based on the values, the standards of God, you can be overwhelmed. 
all right and like i've been sharing for a while you know you sense that sense of burden sense of you know uh, agitation fear and doubt and discouragement and drawing back in the heart and in in the atmosphere you just sense that and i'm saying that the, the the day is still young friends the day of this of this newness is still very young what god amen has begun to do amen in our day is still at it's still at the twilight we are still at the twilight amen of this new thing so we have to really brace up that's why it's important amen that we really get ourselves seated and get to learn get to understand and get to hear his voice amen and not be in a hurry amen let's not be in a hurry to want to manifest let's not be in a hurry to want to show something let's not be in a hurry amen to want to to prove a point no let's stay let's let's abide amen when you abide in him and his word abide in you there you can begin to ask for what you need and it shall be granted amen unto you let's let's understand that the day is still young god is still building us he's he's building something new and listen to this friends let me tell you this for god to build things in us he will have to remove the things of the old you will have to remove. So some of the things that many of us are facing are going through right now are wars. They are the, they are the manifestations of the war going on. The manifestations of the things that, you know, the flesh, you know, our soul life, our, our old life wants to keep. And God said, no, I want to do a new thing. <laughs> so you got to allow me. <laughs> but, but I can't do it except you allow me to remove these things and remove this pattern and remove this value and remove those ideas that you... Now, because if we, if we, if we, if we don't let God do what he, he what, what he wants to do what he's doing in our life guess what it will be a mixture again and this wine must not be mixed friends this wine must not be mixed we cannot mix this with the old we cannot mix this wine no in the kingdom we don't drink polluted wine when the day ends the wine ceases a new day must be ushered in. You must go fetch water. Hallelujah. Before the miracle, amen, of transformation begins. Many of us just want to cross over and begin to drink new wine and begin to sing new song. No, it's not going to be that easy. All right. We are going to go through a season of transformation. Transformation means, amen, discarding the old. Transformation means severing you, amen, from the old. Transformation means, amen, undressing you, amen, to be redressed. Transformation means, amen, you have to begin to bind your mind, amen, to the will of God, to the counsels of God, amen. You will have to take your mind and once again superimpose it upon the values of this new day, amen. Everything that defines the old must go. It has to go. The old way of doing things, the old ways of doing things has to go. And it's not going to be easy. I'm telling you, friends, it's not going to be easy, no. No, it's not going to be easy because your soul is going to fight. Your soul is going to is going to fight everything, amen, that God is presenting. Yes, you know how it is. When when someone new comes to walk in your in you know in a place, everybody stands looking. You know, you you just feel threatened. The soul is threatened about the new, and you have to. St stamp your feet on the ground you will have to take your place you will have to say to your soul this is the path of the new day this is what god is showing us this is what god is saying to us and this is what we are going to accept i, I mean i had to speak to my soul this morning so you have to comply you have no choice 
You have no choice about this. You will have to comply. Oh, you think you're the only one going through challenges. Everybody's going through challenges. I'm also going through challenges. But you see, the way we handle it is what matters. Yeah? Because your soul will tell you, no, 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 I'm not going to allow this. No, you're going to allow it. You don't have a choice. You don't have a, you don't have a say in this matter. Why? Because God is raising for himself, amen, a new order, a new company of people. God is building, amen, a church called the, the third day church. God is raising a new priesthood, amen. And when, uh, when we proclaim all of this, thing, expect battle, expect, amen, you know, a backlash, expect, amen, a resistance. Amen, we read the scripture. The scripture says, for the kings of the earth. You think kings of the earth are just ordinary people, just some little tasheret demons walking around. The kings of the earth are the powers. They are the prince that rules, amen, over the atmosphere, over the realms. They are the one, amen, who defines what happens in the earth. They are the one, amen, who, who have built for themselves gates and access, amen, into things, into nations. The Bible says the kings of the earth, amen, they have taken their stand and the rulers have bound themselves together against the Lord and against you and I, the anointed one. What are we going to do? Are we going to just, you know, follow what they want to say? Or are we going to follow what God says? To follow what God says, you've got to play by the rules. You've got to play by the rules. You have to allow him, amen, to guide you, to lead him, to lead you. You have to allow him to wash you, amen. You have to allow him to purge you, amen. Every, I mean, this is a, these are days of newness. Newness means that we have to come into total, hallelujah, a repentance. We have to repent of the old ways. We have to repent, amen, of, of the shabby things that we've done in the past, the way we've handled the things of God. And these are all of the things that Spirit of God is doing. If we don't do those things, there's, there is going going to be war in us there's going to be battle there's going to be resistance all kinds of emotions all kinds of feelings all kinds of ideas all kinds of you know challenges doubt unbelief depression oppression all kinds of things amen will be battling your mind you have to come to the place of total yieldedness and surrender to god you have to come to the place of total yieldedness and surrender to God. That's the key word for this brand new day. All right, You're not going to go in your might. You're not going to go in your power. The Lord is not going to allow you, amen, to deal with this, this new day based on your own old ways of doing things, based on your, own, or your, your, your old amen, concept of engagement. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to totally, completely yield yourself to God and say, Lord, this is, this is me. I, pre I present myself to you as a living sacrifice. I know you used to be strong. I know you used to know what to do. I know you used to understand the principles of the keys of the, of the kingdom. But guess what? I, <laughs> they, 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 they've changed the lock. They say, come to another dimension. Come, let me show you another pathway. Come on. Let me show you another access road. Come on. Now we are coming into a, a deeper and a higher dimension mentions of the things of the kingdom come up higher let me show you let me reveal to you you can't go you can't come up higher in the old strength of yesterday so these are days where we are engaging the things of kingdom of the kingdom as infants we are becoming like 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 a child again we are becoming like a child again. Amen. We are approaching God and we're saying Lord I need strength I need you to carry me I need you to lead me I need you to grant me, oh God, grace. I need to learn to hear your voice again. I want to follow. 
but I need you to guide me. I, I, want, to, I want to be present, but I need you, Lord, to, to, to carry me, show me, reveal yourself to me. Lord, I empty myself of all that I know, of all that I have, yes, acquired. Some of us have invested all kinds of things and we have stored up all kinds of things, all right, waiting, you know, waiting to, you know, to draw from those things, to take from those things. And God says, sorry, those things have become stale. You've taken so much that it's no longer good for the, for the new day. In the, in the concept of the manna, you will have to depend on the Lord day by day. Ask this day for your daily bread. All right? Those things you have gathered is no longer working. No. Because it's our insecurity. All right? And we thought, okay, if I can just gather enough, I can gather for tomorrow, for next tomorrow, no, for next year. Sorry. Those things have become stale. They become stale bread. They're no longer accepted. If you eat them, you're eating maggots. You're eating a maggot, that which is dead. It's not going to work. So learning to depend on God to speak to us in this brand new day, amen, is paramount to our movement. Learning to depend on God to speak to us, amen. Listen to this. All those revelations, all those words that you have accumulated, amen, for the past, you know, for the past season. Sorry, you cannot use them. They've become obsolete. Those words have become obsolete. Now you have to engage heaven. Amen. Now, you know, Moses will have to climb up the hill again and hear God for the second time. Now we're saying that Elijah had to climb up to the hill again and engage heaven. <clears throat> Excuse me. And engage heaven the second time. Did you see that I mean, Elijah had to engage God the second time? You will, you will have assumed that amen, the God that answers by fire will, will be the same God amen, that will bring forth rain. <laughs> the principle of dealing with amen, the, the, the issue of bringing down fire is totally different from the concept of bringing down rain. The first time the fire fell, the next thing that amen, was needed, guess what? Is rain. The fire was the approval, amen, that God has, God has returned to the land. But that doesn't mean that everything is, 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 is in onkidori and everything is in, in good order, in good shape. Yes, God has returned, but guess what? God wants to set his government, hallelujah, in place in his return. God wants to express his economy. Remember, God had answered by fire. The, the people have not come to see that, wow, there is no other God in Israel. The people, amen, have been, have been turned, amen, from Baal, amen, to God. But it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. The next thing that, that is needed is rain. We need rain in the land. Yes, God has come. Yes, we have entered a new day. Yet the power of God has come. Yet we are, we, are, we are hearing God. But guess what? God wants to do something else. He wants to bring rain into our life. He wants to refresh us. He wants to reform us. He wants to transform us. Amen. He wants to bless us. He wants to bless us from the new reality. Amen. Of his voice. So, so the man of God will have to climb again. A generation will have to climb the second time. Time. That's why we cannot make mistake and say, well, 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 you know, God, God has answered. The God that answered by fire, let him be God. Yes, he's God, but guess what? It's not enough to just prove that God is God. We have to go amen, and engage. We want the restoration of the economy of God back to the land. We want amen, the entire world to know. Have you noticed that when the Bible says God shut the heavens, the Bible says, and the entire nation, the entire earth, amen, was barren. It was it was something that that happened in the entire in the entire you know planet in the entire land, 
The Bible says the earth, amen, was barren. There was no, there was no rain in the entire nation. So, and, you know, when you are engaging the, the high places, when you are engaging the powers, amen, of darkness, you've got to understand the protocols and the speakings of God, the prophetic intentions of God, so that you, you don't fold your hand just because God answered you yesterday and there was a move, amen, and you think, okay, I'm just going to do what I did yesterday. Have you noticed that the way, amen, Elijah engaged God the second time was totally different from the way he engaged him the first time? We have to follow the patterns and the protocol. God is faithful. But he will not, amen, he will not succumb to our, you know, our presumption. No. That's why, amen, he gave us the prophetic. That's why he gave us the prophetic to show us, to tell us, to give us clarity, direction. That's why I said yesterday, I'm going to read that scripture again. Alright, 1 Corinthians 14. Let me read that. Let me read that scripture. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me read that scripture again. Because we need to understand what the Lord is doing. We need to understand. We need to follow the direction. We need to follow the injunctions of God. Listen to the scripture of 1 Corinthians, amen. Chapter 14. I'm taking it, I'll take it from verse 7. It says, even in the case of a lifeless thing, <clears throat> excuse me, even in the case of a lifeless thing. That makes that makes sound sound amen a good for clarity for direction for precision. He said, even in the case of a lifeless thing that makes sound, such as a pipe or a harp, all right. How will anyone know, amen, what tune is being played unless there is what a distinction in the notes? So it's not enough to make noise, amen. It's not enough to make sound. The, the sound must be made, must be played according to a particular note, apart, according to a particular tune, so that you can respond. You see, I'm playing a sound right now. <clears throat> you see, the sound you're hearing, this music, is played in accordance to a particular note. It is getting that note right. It is understanding that note that allow you to respond. You know, one of the things that has happened in the church in the past, in the past, you know, three, two decades, is that we have many noises in the house. Many, many prophetic noise, many apostolic noise, many noise teachers, many noise, you know, pastors. It's noise. All right? There's a sound, but the sound is not coherent, so the people cannot respond precisely and accurately to the voice of God. What God is restoring in our day, amen, is precision to his voice. It's not just hearing a sound. It's not just the preaching. It's not just, amen, the, 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 the man making noise and shouting and screaming, hallelujah, praise God. You know, yes, there is, there is noise in the house, but the noise, amen, is muffled. The noise is, the sound is muffled. So people don't know what to do. That's why we said some time ago, not too long ago, I think it was last week, amen. God is assembly, reassembling his house. Assemble means order. God is bringing order. You see, you can have, you can have 200 musicians playing, amen, and one, one, one orchestra leading them. What we have had in the church, amen, in the past, you know, uh, 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 you know three, three, three decades, amen, are all gifts. Gift, amen, out of order. Gift out of tunes. 
come on. I know, I know I'm speaking a word to us this morning. Our life, amen, is making, we run after the prophetic. We want some prophetic gift and prophetic word. But guess what? Our life is still out of order. We're still out of, out of tune. Guess what? Even in the instrument that we play, you have to tune that thing, amen, such that when you start blowing that, that instrument, it could be a horn, it could be a harp, amen, it could be even a guitar. Everything has to be tuned. It has to be tuned. You cannot play the piano without tuning the piano amen, to the particular frequency of sound that you want to hear. What God is doing in our day is that he's fine-tuning us. And it's not an easy thing. Have you seen when a guitarist amen, is fine-tuning you know, the, the, the strings? He's fine-tuning it. He, he increases it. He, uh, if, if, he, yes. If, if, it's too, if it's too sharp, he reduces it. If it's too, if it's too flat, he, you know, he sharpens the edge so that when they play that thing, hallelujah, the sound, amen, becomes what you want. It becomes what you respond to. There's so many gifts in the church, hallelujah, that people are not responding to. Gift without maturity. Gift that has not been fine-tuned. We run after this. We run after that. We go after this. We go after that. We go. We do this. We do that. But we are not being fine-tuned. Like I said, in the in the past, Amen. We run after a message without the spirit, without understanding the spirit. South Africa has one of the some of the best apostles. But guess what? I can I can say this. Unfortunately, their the, the apostolic grace has not been fine-tuned to the to the to the melody, to the frequency. Individually, yes, they are good. But you see, everybody's trying to be somebody. Everybody's trying to do everybody's got their own little camp. Everybody's building their own little empire. And they will call it apostolic. Listen to this. In this season in time, God is going to shut those things down because God is fine-tuning. Hallelujah. His grace, his gift, amen, in our lives so that we can play coherently. We can play coherently. Have you noticed that one string does not make a sound, does not make a music? It can make a sound. One string does not make a music, but it can make a sound. You can have one string of a guitar. You can play it. It will give you a sound. But if you want a melody, if you want amen, a clarity, if you want people to respond, amen, if you want heaven to respond, then you've got to play all the tunes together. All the fivefold gift must be restored together. That's why some people don't understand me. And they will not appreciate what I'm doing. Because they assume that they, they, are the, they are the Lord and Master of their own house. That they can do what they want to do. And because they've got fame, they've got accolades, they've got you know, size and position. They, they believe that makes them authority. Not in this new day. Heaven is changing the pattern. The pattern has changed. God is setting order back to his house. God is setting order. That's why God took Isaiah, amen, from among them to begin to challenge the system. To begin to realign the people back, amen, to heaven. That was what Elijah did on Mount Carmel the first time, amen. Have you noticed the first time when Elijah said, amen, choose this day whom you're going to serve. Have you noticed that nobody responded to him until the fire fell? Until the fire fell, Karabasianda. I'm in the house this morning, friends. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. God will destabilize our sense of stability. God will shake, amen, our sense of guardedness. Everything that we thought we've built, we've got it right. God, amen, will make sure that those things no longer work. Because we've got to follow the pattern. I'm not reading some, I'm not, the, I'm not reading the Quran, I'm reading the Bible. 
I'm reading the word of God. And that's why he gave us you know, ministry gifts to help us to accurately interpret the word of God. So you can get angry as, as much as you want. I'm not moved by that. This is the ministry of the prophetic. It is the first grace and ministry that must be restored back to the house. Because the prophetic is not just about bringing the voice of God. It's also about bringing order. It's about bringing pattern. It's about bringing structure. It's about bringing, amen, the government of God. It's about bringing protocol to the house. It's about bringing, amen, direction, amen, authority back to the house. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Father. We honor your name, Lord. We honor your name, Father. In the case of a lifeless thing that makes sound, such as a, such as a pipe or a harp, how will anyone, that's the key word, we want to respond. You see, when, when, when we hear the voice of God, we want to respond accurately. Not respond, amen, presum presum presumptively. Not respond, amen, you know, in, 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 in assumption. We, when we hear God, we want to. You see, there are many voices. There are many voices that, that, that will be awakened in this brand new day. Many immature voices. You see, when God declares a new day, if, if there are no fathers, true apostolic prophetic fathers in the house, people will hear and they will run with what they've heard. Ah, it's a new day. Hallelujah. That, that happened in the past. They will run with the message, but they would have run prematurely. They would have run, hallelujah, out of order. They would have run without them being prepared. They would have run without them being, you know, prepped up. They would have run, amen, without them being fine-tuned. It's not an easy thing to fine-tune you. To fine-tune you, you've got the gift. Listen, nobody is doubting that we don't have a gift. We all got gifts. The day you give your life to Jesus, in fact, before you give your life to Jesus, the gift has been there. The, and, the gift and, and the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. But guess what? For the gift, amen, for the, for the gift to flow, somebody will have to fine-tune you. They will have to take you to the house, amen, or, or, you know, of the refiner. They will have to take you to the house, amen, of, of the blacksmith. They have to take you, amen, to the house, hallelujah, of, or, you know, of, you know, of, 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 the, of, the, of the potter. Come on. They will have to do something with that which you already have. These are part of the things the Lord is saying in our day. Listen to this. God is not going to move, amen, amidst our incoherency. God is not going to move amidst our giftedness with that coherency. No. No. Even in the case of a lifeless thing, this thing has no life. But even the fact that it has no life, it has a sound. I'm just bringing your mind back again, trying to refresh your mind, amen, of, of, of why we do what we do. We are people called of God. We are standing in the gap. And standing in the gap does not mean that we bury our head in the sand without understanding what he's doing. We're just praying. No, we pray with accuracy. We pray with precision. We pray with understanding. We pray because, amen, we have been graced, we've been gifted. We pray, amen, because we go on behalf of, we pray because we know what is happening, amen, in the realm, in the atmosphere, in the city, in the land. Hallelujah. Have you noticed yesterday, was it yesterday, two days ago, you know, there was, you know, there was, there was this, uh, uh, um, earthquake you know, 6.5, amen, outside the shores of, you know, of, 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 you know, Western Cape. All right. 
In, in the, I mean, that was a prophetic, that was a prophetic expression. That was God speaking to, you know, to South Africa. I'm shaking your foundation. I'm, that is God speaking to the church in South Africa. I'm shaking your foundation. And we still want to continue to do things. We still want to continue to do things. That, no, no, God is speaking. The handwriting is on the wall. So you, you, if you want to get angry with me, get angry with me that I'm doing my job, that I'm doing, amen. I'm functioning in my prophetic office. This is not a prophetic ministry that just come and give a prophetic word. This is a word that brings order to the church. That's the ministry of the prophet. It brings order. When the prophet comes, amen, into, into town, when the prophet of God, amen, gets, amen, to the, you know, to the palace, even the king shakes because he knows God has spoken. God help you if your house is not, is not in order. It's not, it's not a position, you know, that, you know, I, I, I want to be. But guess what? I've been chosen. So I have to speak. I have to bring the word of God. I have to bring clarity. I have to bring direction. I have to bring order into our life. Because listen to this. If we want to run with a gift in this season, without that gift, amen, amen, aligning to God's divine concept of maturing us. Listen to this. The gift may just bring us into a point, a place right, where we, we don't want to be. You see, it's a dangerous thing to hide behind a gift while your life is in a mess. It's a dangerous thing to hide behind a gift. What? Listen, you can be sleeping around, you can be doing all kinds of things. You can be, you know, lying, you can be cheating, you can be, you know, doing all kinds of things. The gift will still function. That's, a, that's the most dangerous thing I learned in my early years in ministry. I learned that, all right, you can be functioning in the gift while your life is not in alignment with the will of God. And I had to ask God one time, I said, but God, wait a minute. I'm not in the right state. I mean, I was living in sin. My life was just, you know, upside down. But guess what? I will still go to church and preach. <laughs> and I mean, and, and that is when God will move the most. And the Lord said to me, do you think I'm doing this thing because of your, you know. <laughs> I was humble. <laughs> I said, you think it's, you think it's your, your enhancement amen, of, of the grace and the calling amen, through your righteousness is great. But guess what? If you, don't, if you don't live life accurately and precisely, I will still do what I need to do because of the people. Because of the people. So, so, so I, I, I understand that. And, and a lot of people today, you know, ministry ministers and people who, who use the gift to cover up themselves. You're making the biggest mistake of your life. Because the day when the anointing of that gift will cease, you wouldn't know. The Bible says, and Samson did not know that the Lord has left him. Not the gift. The gift will function. But when God leaves you, uh, that, you should be worried. The gift, will, the, the gift is there. You've been anointed. God does not need to be there for the anointing to walk. <laughs> I said God does not need to be there for the anointing to walk. So don't hide behind an anointing. Don't let, let, let me speak. This is where friends, this is the third day. This is the third day. The third day priesthood is about an order. I, did you we read that? Amen. The order we've shifted from the order of Aaron, we've moved from the house of Eli. Okay, let me say we are moving from the house of Eli. Amen. We're coming to amen. The order of a life, a priesthood in Melchizedek. Have you noticed that the priesthood in Melchizedek is about, amen, the posture, the standing, the righteousness of the man. His authority is an expression, amen, of his righteousness, of his position of peace. He was the king of Salem. 
Hallelujah. He was a king of righteousness. But guess what? We don't know any other thing about him. We didn't hear how many kingdoms he has conquered. Oh Lord, speak to me. As if the scriptures never told us how many kingdoms this king Melchizedek conquered. But we know one thing. He conquered self. He conquered sin. He conquered the human ideology. Humanity could not define the man. He, he, you can't connect his genealogy. What, 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 don't you think you want this kind of a life? If we listen to this, if we can talk about if we can talk about the life of Jesus, then we have to go via Melchizedek. Because Christ himself, amen, is an order. That's what they don't teach us in the church. That Christ is an order. All this watered-down gospel and watered-down Christianity that we have embraced. Jesus said, follow me, I'll follow you. And you can follow him and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> and he's not killing you. <laughs> Listen to this. You have to go back and learn certain values and principles from Abraham. I hope you understand that Abraham did not live in the day, amen, of the law. Abraham lived in the day of grace. So was Melchizedek. They all lived in the day of grace. They didn't live under the law. They lived before the law was established. The law was just a, you know, a transition to bring a people. All right? You see, you need the law when you are unruly. <laughs> you need the law if your life is unruly. If you, you need the law if you, are, if, if, you, if you cannot bring yourself, if you cannot control yourself, if you cannot come under order. That's why they gave them a law to guide them, to instruct them. So let's understand what the Spirit of God amen, is saying and is demanding of us. It's nothing new. There are those who journey this path before us. And their life is still speaking. We can still trace, we can still track, amen, their footpath. We can track the footpath, amen, of Enoch. We can track the footpath, earlier of Noah. Noah lived before the law. So let's not kill ourselves and cage ourselves, amen, under a priesthood, amen, that, that, is, that, is, that is captured, amen, by laws of, 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 of men. They did everything, but the Bible says they could not come into perfection. That, that, that order of priesthood could not bring them into perfection. They rejected the voice of God on Sinai. Even though they wanted, you know, some dramatic move. They wanted fire. They wanted thunder. They wanted all of these things. But still they got it. They still refused it. Now heaven is bringing us to a new day. We're coming to Zion. The Bible says you have come, amen. He said, for you have not come, amen, to a mountain that can be touched. It's feelings. You know, when we live our life based on feelings, it speaks that we are still growing. We're not mature. We, we have not even begun. Because one of the first things you, you learn to deal with when you come of age is how to guide, how to control, how to manage your feelings. Why do you think youths, you know, they do crazy things? Because at that period of their life, around, their life is driven by how they feel. Their hormones is their voice. Their hormones is what they hear. All right, yes, that's a position. The only thing you hear is your hormones, amen, and how, you know, what people say about you, how people look at you, how, that's why, that's why youths, you know, they, 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 they just fall here and there. That's why they, it's difficult for them, all right, to manage their youth because at that season of their life, it's all about hormones, is their hormones speaking, is how do I look, how do, what, what, what does that person saying about me? Yes, you will see them, look at the young girls, by the time they're, they're 10, 12, 13, all they're talking about is how that boy sees them, you know, how do I look, you know, they are very conscious of themselves because it's a, that's a period where <laughs> your child needs you the most. 
because that's a dangerous point particularly in a society where they've been given all the all the rights to do whatever they want to do they still go to school with a with a micro mini skirt so you are and you're asking you're asking why why are they pregnancy why are the children getting pregnant why are all these things happening why what 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 come on we will live in a world as if people do not understand what is going on i mean they try to pre pretend to not to know what is going on everything amen is saying to them if you cannot accept me the way i am then i'm going to kill myself so we have to understand and, and unfortunately that's how many of us are you see, i speak to you children i speak to you young men i speak to you fathers you've got to know where you are in the things of the spirit so you know how to deal with life you know how to deal with issues listen to this you cannot be making decisions based on how you feel because listen feeling comes and you will outgrow your feelings one day you're going to realize that i thought that guy loved me no he never loved me he just loved the way i look and because that's what the world wants you to, 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 you know, to focus on. That's why amen, people are into you know, cosmetics and beauty and all of that. They make a lot of money. Have you noticed that amen, the, 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 the beauty industry is one, of the, is one of the richest industries in the world? Beauty and entertainment, yes. Because it's all about image. It's all about image. I mean, that girl, she, is not, she doesn't even know what life is all about, but she's already thinking, how does the guy think about me? I mean, you want to kill yourself for a guy who is still in school. And at the end of the day, you're going to get pregnant for him. His life continues, but you're still there. Come on. Oh, come on. Somebody say, Isaiah, what are you? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a voice of one. I'm just a voice of one. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. We all have that situation in our life where in that youthful spiritual state. Guess what? We all want somebody to accept our gift. We all want somebody to love us. To, you know, to, to, and that's why a lot of people fall. Amen. For some men of God. You know, because they're looking for acceptance. They're looking for somebody to affirm them. They're looking for somebody. And this is the reason, you know, when I say I don't want people to call me their father. It's not because, I don't, it's not because I'm not a father. I am a father. And I'll always be a father. But I also understand. I don't want people amen, to pin themselves uh, their responsibility on me and I don't want them to think all right, that I'm going to take advantage you know, of, of, their, of their position. I will continue to do what I need to do. I will continue to guide them. I will continue to lead them. I will continue to instruct them. But I don't want them to also think all right, that I'm stuffing them. I'll give you their liberty and freedom. But I'll also let you know, all right, that if you do something that is not right, I will correct you. But that doesn't mean that I have, you know, you have to call me father or you have to, you know, no, no, no. I don't want to love that because people, people have taken advantage. You see, it's not the name father that matters. It is carrying the responsibility. That's what we're looking for. It is standing in the gap. I've got children. And all my children know who they know, who them, they know themselves. Yes. I mean, I can't denounce or, you know, reject my children. I've got children. But I can't be going around and say, oh, I'm a father of thou, I'm a father of... No, 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 no. You've got to let people be. How many people I will call fathers and they've taken advantage of just calling them fathers, our mother and the Lord, and they're controlling and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy things. Come on, friends. It's like, oh, you don't like what I'm saying? You don't have to. You don't, if you don't like it, just switch off. Move to another channel. But this is the voice of God. And this voice will go into the atmosphere. 
This voice will go into the atmosphere because God is going to raise for himself. Amen. Listen, I used to tell people one of these days, all this mess, a generation will have to clean them. Have you ever asked yourself, who are those generation? Or what, who, who, who are those people, amen, that will clean the mess? The mess that the Bushiris of this world have created. And not just Bushiri alone, I'm just mentioning, there's so many mess, mess, they've messed up things. They've messed up things that today you even find it difficult, amen, to, to raise an offering. Because the moment you talk about offering, you, you, you just be you just be roped among them. You can't even talk about love because they've so messed up the people's people's life that the moment you begin to say to a sister, "I love you in the name of Jesus," somebody begins to look at you with, you know, what was he talking about? I mean, the church is so messed up that we can no longer express ourselves. We have become the world system. We have become the world system that if you look to a brother and say, "Brother, I love you." Guess what? Somebody's immediately think that you're a gay. That is how messed up the church is. I, I, come on. I'm in the house this morning. That you cannot hug a brother. Somebody begins to think that you're a gay. When you start hugging a sister, somebody thinks, oh, is he, is he, is he trying to go out with a sister? Even though they know you're married. That is how messed up the mind of the body of Christ is. And you think we're just going to be dancing around this street. <laughs> Let's just talk about other things. But let's, No, 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 no. You got to deal with what needs to be dealt with. I'm so fed up of the state of the body. We preach all, we preach all the message. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, but we don't tell the people the truth. I was listening to a man of God yesterday. I mean, one of the so-called key apostles in South Africa. Oh, now every saying all kinds of things. He's not addressing the issue on ground. And he's a voice. He's, got, he's a voice. People follow him from all parts of the world. And they look at these people. All you're thinking about is your belly. Your, 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 your message has become your belly. Your belly. Your belly. Your belly. The Bible says their, their, their God is their belly. Survivor message. Who cares if somebody blesses me, if somebody doesn't bless me? You bless me, you bless yourself. To be a blessing to me is to bless your life, to bless your great-grandchildren, to bless the next generation that is coming through your loins. You're tapping into something. So, But I'm not going to say because uh, I don't want how people are going to feel. You keep your money, keep your blessing. God will raise help from somewhere else. <laughs> God will raise help from somewhere else. You know, when I start declaring the truth, nobody was blessing me. Thank God for a sister God raised that she was blessing me without nobody even knowing. I didn't even know. For a whole year, this lady was sewing into my life anonymous. <laughs> Until the Lord exposed her. <laughs> I love people like that in my life. I will lay down my life for people like that. Because they will let you declare the word of God without a man you feeling guilty. You hear the truth. Listen to the, listen to this, friends. When you hear the truth, you will bleed. The truth, the truth that has not caught you to bleeding is not the truth. It's not the truth. We're not gonna easily get away with this thing. We have to rise up, we have to engage, we have to connect our heart 
Amen. Listen to this. We have to feel the impulse of this new day. A sense of responsibility must dawn on us. You think it's easy on me? It's not easy on me. But if this is what God demands, if you know how many friends that I have lost, so-called friends, that I have lost because of standing by the truth. And I know many, many will still go. But I've never been moved by who comes or who goes. I'm still here. You see, because I've got, I've, I've got just one life, one life, one life, one life. And I'm not saying that life is totally perfect, but I want it to be perfect. I want that life to be perfect. I want that the fact when I stand before the Lord, I want to hear, well done, that good and faithful. Goodness and faithfulness must work together. That good and faithful servant, enter into your rest. I don't want to say, Lord, because uh, you see, I, I had too many followers, so I had to, pi I had to pipe, pipe down the sound. I have to, I have to mellow the sound, you know, the, because we were, we were, we were, we were, we were networking, you know, ten thousand followers. We had, we, we, because we have churches all over the world. We've got network all over the world, so we had to, we had to reduce the, you know, the, the temple so that you know people don't get angry with us. Who cares? If you get angry. As long as you, you abide in the truth. As long as you embrace the truth. Receive the rebuke of the Lord. So that you are not deceived by the kiss of a stranger. Are you getting the word of the Lord friends? <laughs> Here's the word of the Lord. I'm speaking. I'm declaring the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. We want to get to the day of the restoration of authority. But order must be set in place. Pattern must be set in place. Even if amen, a lifeless thing makes a sound like pipes or harp, how can anyone know what is play except that sound is play in distinct, in distinct notes? Again, if the trumpet, the trumpet speaks of the prophetic, if the trumpet, amen, does not sound a clear call. What are you hearing this morning, friends? You are hearing a clear call. This is the clarity of the heart of God. God doesn't speak to what we love. He speaks to his intention. He speaks to, amen. Listen, South African church. God speaks to his intention in your life. He speaks to his prophetic investment. Align to it. It's not the size that matters. Size is good, but it's not the size is not a priority to God. If size was a priority, he would not leave 99 and go for one. If size was priority to God, God will not destroy a whole generation and save just eight people. If size was, amen, what matters, amen, Jesus will not have chosen 12 people. If I was Jesus, I would choose 12,000 people. 12,000 <laughs> 12, disciples. 12 people change the world. If size was the issue, I would choose 24, 24 stones. <laughs> you want to build another? Let's, let's make it bigger. Bigger, bigger. The bigger, the better. <laughs> no, 12 stones. There's an order in the things of God. If, if size was the, was the issue, I won't will, I will, I will create myself in three dimensions. I will make myself in seven places. After all, seven is perfection. <laughs> God, the Holy Ghost, God, the this, God, the that, God, every, join everything together. Come on, we've got to follow the divine order and the divine pattern of the spirit. When order is put in place, size, hallelujah, becomes enhanced. But if you think size is what God is looking for in this brand new day, friends, you made a mistake. Let me speak to those men of God who watch me, who some of them who sneak on me. They just sneak to watch. 
Let me speak to you. Align your heart to the will of God and let the things of God be finished in time. God wants to finish this job, but we are delaying the job because we are playing politics with the things of the Spirit. We're playing politics with the things of God. You're playing politics with people. Because money is coming to you. You're playing politics with the things of God. The fire of God will fall on you and judge you. Somebody else will take your place. We've talked about that. And the fire of God fell upon amen, the sons of a priesthood that refused to offer God the right, the right fire. Judgment. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Let's, let's understand. Let's align. When you, when, you, when you go to churches, when you tune to you know, some of these channels, you look at YouTube, all you hear is just somebody trying to make you feel nice. Is that the message that is going to lead us further? Babylon is brutal. They're raising sharks. They don't care. They will devour you. Babylon is brutal. If you are going to ever stand and be the one that God is going to use to face Babylon, ah, God is going to refine you. By the time God is done with you, your, your eyes will be, will be blazing like fire. This is what God is doing. This is what, so you better give thanks to God that you're hearing what you're hearing. You see, I didn't come here planning that this is what I'm going to be saying. I didn't plan it. No. You just open your mouth and let God amen, speak through you. That's why when I'm done with this, I also sit down under. I sit under the influence of this word. And I, like I'm not the one that preaches. And the word goes into my spirit. Yes. And the place I need to hear and get corrected, I get corrected. So this is not just about somebody preaching it. No, I'm just a vehicle here. When I'm done, I also go and sit. Hallelujah. And allow this word to wash me. Wash me. Wash me, Lord. Again, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, it has to be clear. If the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will be prepared? Not to dance, not to jubilate. Who will be prepared for battle? Did you see why the stakes are high? Did you see why heaven is punching us below the belt? Did you see why they are awakening amen, every part of our being? Did you see why they are aligning us? Did you see why they are putting us amen, on the treadmill until all the fat amen, burns out? Did you see? Did you see? Because there is a war. If you want to go to war, you need to be prepared. You need to be trained. You need to be exercised, ready for war. It's not a joke. You think we're coming to authority just to be playing around with, with authority? No. Why do we need? Why do we have to go through amen, the, the altar, the priesthood, and then get to authority just to be playing around? No, it's to be able to war, war. it's to be able to fight, it's to be able to challenge, hallelujah, the powers that be. This, this authority is not going to be given to children. No. Check the book of Daniel. The Bible says only, only sons will inherit the kingdom. He will, give the, he will give the kingdom, amen, to sons. Sons are mature. Sons are those who have come of age. You see what the father does when the son comes of age? He removes his ring of authority. He places it in his hand. He stands up, hallelujah, in his position of authority. He asks his son, says, sit down. You take my place. That is sonship. 
representing the father precisely, accurately. That's what it means. Sonship is not the fact they're following one man of God. You're carrying his Bible all around. Don't be a psychophant. Don't be a man pleaser. And they were telling, no, no, no. We're not asking men to follow us just because, no, 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 no. You ask men to follow you because, amen, you are insecure. You can't carry your own Bible. You have to prove to people, I've got, I've got 200 sons. Is that what makes you a father? For all I care, you can be, you can be impregnating people all around, be calling them children. <laughs> you understand? As long as you see them. I mean, that was Saul. Saul will look for anyone and just, if he sees that you're good, he just, he just takes you, puts you in his camp. You come under me. Come under me. One crazy man of God. What? You know, a few, few, few months ago, I was, I mean, I mean, I saw what this man was, I, I've shared on it. I saw what this man of God was proclaiming and declaring. I thought this guy, wow, this guy is apostolic. He's sound. So this man of God, you know, <laughs> sent a message, you know, he was challenging my message. He was challenging what I was saying. Just because, you know, he's connected to the, the so-called apostles and, you know, they know who themselves. Uh, and he thought I was one of those guys that he could just bring under, bring, you know, he wants to bring me under his authority. But he was coming through the wrong way. He, 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 he wanted to lord it over me. He, he's saying, this thing you're talking about, you know, how, how does this thing apply practically, practically? I said, excuse me, but you can see what I'm talking about. I even send him some messages. I try to prove a point that, look, this is what we're doing. This is the practicality of the... And I suddenly the Holy Spirit reminded me, rebuke him! This, these are the people that are causing the mess in the body of Christ. Yes, he's connected to that big shot. He's connected to this. He's... I don't care. I told him off to his face. I said, I'm disappointed in you. You are one of those people. You know, just because you saw my simplicity, I was still, I mean, I honored the man, respected him because of what, he, what I saw him declaring. I said, wow. And some people that I know, who I respect, are still following this man of God. I deleted him. As I delete him from my, from my Facebook, I deleted him from my spirit. He thought, oh, because he's a white man and this guy, you know, is a black guy. And he, he, they're all looking for, I'm not looking for a father. I've got a father. I've got a covering over my life. You don't force, you don't force people upon your life. You don't force, you don't force truth in, into people and say, you did, you see, this is the reason why I keep telling you guys that are following me. As I cover you, I don't want to take advantage of you because I, I take a place of your father. No, 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 no. God is our father. We only have one father. Call no man no father. Does it mean that we disrespect honor? We disrespect people in our life? No, we don't. Does it mean that we do not honor people? We honor them. Does it mean that we will not serve people? We serve them. We serve them with our life. But they do not take the position of a father. A father is one that births you. Say, look at this, look at this, look at this charlatan. You don't know where I'm coming from. You think I'm looking for, I'm looking for, uh, you know, opportunity to preach in America or wherever. Hold your grace and your gift. Keep it to your house. You come to me, you're going to get fire. You see, people will take advantage of your humility. They take advantage of your simplicity. So the guy must have said, oh, this guy is simple. This guy, you know... <laughs> He thought, he thought I couldn't change my background. He thought, oh, when he looks at my background, he thought, okay, this guy, this guy must be suffering. I'm not suffering. 
This is a message. Everything you see around me is a message. Is to speak to somebody. Amen. That it is not how you present it. We're not branding here. This is not a market. You can be anything you want to be. It's called prostitution. I can be anything you want me to be to you. You know, if I want to be one of the key apostles in South Africa, if I want to be so wealthy financially, I can do it. I know what to do. I choose this path. It's a choice I have made. There are choices you make that will, that will continue to pain you. Not even your family will understand. But it's to safeguard you. I'm safeguarding my children. I'm safeguarding posterity. I'm safeguarding, amen, the young ones that are coming. Have you noticed that any young minister rising up today are just looking for how they can become like that big bishop, how they can also get a big, you know, you know, mess this, or God knows what they're getting today, how they can build big, big, build big, you know, big guys best, how they can gather. Is that what ministry is all about? How you can wear nice suits. Somebody said, God has blessed me. And your, your expression of blessing is a suit. Is a car. Is a house. Is the person you invite to come preach on your pulpit. Ah. Friends, we've got, we've got problem. We don't even know. We don't know where to start from. <laughs> See, these are the things that gives me sleepless night. And these are the things... That makes my heart ache. And these are the things sometimes that frustrate me. You talk about a prophet who gets frustrated. Oh yes, we get, we get frustrated. What do you think drove Elijah you know, to run? I told you. You think Elijah was afraid of Jezebel? Elijah was just frustrated. He ran away. He said, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. You think Elijah was afraid of Jezebel? You think Elijah ran from Jezebel because he was afraid? No! A man just called down fire. He just called down rain from heaven. He just outran the chariot of Ahab. You think that was fear? There was no fear in Elijah. He was just exhausted. He was just overwhelmed all right, by the challenges of the day. He was just overwhelmed. He was tired. And sometimes I also get I feel like running away. Because it's like people don't get it. If all this is what we are searching, seeking for, the Bible says we are men most miserable to be pitied. That's what Paul said, to be pitied. We are men most miserable to be pitied. If all we can do is to reduce the things of God, to reduce heaven to material things, We have not come to a mountain that can be touched. So if you want to evaluate me, evaluate my grace and calling and ministry by what you can touch, by what you can see, by what you can feel, then you are deceived because I can make all those things happen. That's what charlatans do. They go, they go get money. They, they, they go to banks, get money, and make the whole place look nice. It's business. It's business. They make, if you want to start a business, come on, you need money to, you know, to make money. If you want to start business, you need money to make money. That's why they're there. That's why they invest. You know, they give you money. They push money into your hands. You make the place look nice. When people come, because people are so gullible, people are fools. When they come, they say, wow, wow, God has really blessed this man. 
Some of those cars they park, they are rented cars. The man comes and says, see. No, he doesn't have any car, but he, they just park. He said, those cars are mine. Can you see? See? Five here, five there. You also say, wow. God is really blessing this man. Because you judge by what you saw. You sample the grace, the man, by what you saw. Now you bring your money, you invest it. You run away. Then you are blaming God. You should blame yourself. <laughs> you see, you see, but when somebody like Isaiah comes, very simple, you know, unassuming, he said, this one, this, this, this guy is hungry. And so you just throw him 200 rand. He said, take, stop making noise. <laughs> to hell with your 200 rand. We are here as an example, showing the light of God to a nation that is blind to a people that are crippled, can't see. Cannot see. Eyes they have, but they cannot see. Ears they have, but they cannot hear. How do you begin to engage such a generation of people? Who want to hear what they want to hear? Who want to see what they want to see? Who wants to dance to the tune that they have, that they have composed? They gather for themselves teachers who tells them what they want to hear. Why do you go to church? Why do you need a man of God in your life if all the man can tell you is what you want to hear? Come on, it's just like going to shop on on you know on YouTube. You know which 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 video do am I gonna watch today? <laughs> which music? Alright, it's like it's like going on Spotify. Which music do I want to hear? Listen, when you come to the house of God, you don't decide the tune. You don't decide the message. Don't frustrate the anointing. God has changed the God. God has changed the order. What am I doing? You are hearing the voice of a new day. You are hearing the pattern of engaging the new season of God. Even leadership is changing in this brand new day. I told you, I was sharing on that yesterday. When the, when the servant came, after the seventh time, when they've been sending, go and check, go and check. While the prophet of God was on the heel of the Lord, with his head bent between his knees, is, is, that's the place of war. That's the place of engaging heaven. That's the place of making demand and petition on behalf of a nation. By the seventh time, the Bible says that the seventh, the apprentice, the young apprentice came. He said, I see the formation of a cloud like the hand of a man rising from the sea. Check the word. And the Lord said to me yesterday, or two days ago, that is the birth of a new leadership authority rising from among the people. The priesthood is taken from among the people. Leadership is taken from among, rising from the sea. The, the term sea in the scripture is symbolic of people or mountain. It's forming the formation. I tell you, we are still at the twilight of this new day. Don't run. Wait for the formation of the next leadership that you are to follow. Moses, my servant, is dead. A young, a young, vibrant, militant Joshua must arise and let the people in war to take the possession of the land heaven has promised them. Listen to this. The pattern has changed. The priesthood has changed. Don't follow a man that is about to go to the way of the grave. 
Don't follow a man, amen, to, the, to, to that which heaven has rejected. I give you a prophetic word again. As the Lord, amen, ended, you know, that past season, certain ministry have ended. Certain grace have ended. A new day has emerged. And if you, have, if you have not shifted, if you have not allowed God to kill you, amen, and take your transition first day, second day, and the third day you start rising into this new day, listen to this, you will find out that people are not following you again. You'll be wondering, what's going on? <laughs> the pattern has changed. The order has changed. I'm a voice to the body of Christ. If you're a voice to the body, nobody's going to like you. Because you're going to be challenging the status quo. God is going to have himself a mature people in this season in time. Look at the church. It's a mess. Let's not continue to fool ourselves with some apostolic message that is not aligning to the divine order, to the divine government of heaven just because somebody looks nice and cool. We don't worship personality. We don't follow personality. We follow the authenticity of the voice of God in the spirit of one that has been broken. God is awakening us again. But first, the priesthood must be awakened. That's why I told you, Satan doesn't like this thing. He doesn't like this thing. Order is coming back to the house. Order is coming back. There cannot be government without order. So it's not, listen, I told you yesterday, there was a, there was a prophetic voice on Mansina. There was a prophetic voice in Sinai. You cannot compare the prophetic voice of Sinai to the prophetic voice in Zion. There was a voice in Sinai. Even though that order was amen, a dimension of what men could touch. He said, for you have not come to a mountain that can be touched. So you've got to learn how to grow up in your feelings. I don't like the way the man speaks. Who cares if you like it? Is he saying the truth? Is he authentic? Does he have passion? Does he love Jesus? Is he willing to lead you to truth? You better swallow your ego and listen. Submit to the man. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, to gloom, and to storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking. That those who heard it beg that no further word be spoken. This book, they have no capacity for revelation. They can be talking revelation, revelation. But when you drop the revelation, they say, no, we can't hear this again. Please, 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 stop. <laughs> then the prophet thinks something is wrong with him. No, something is not wrong with him. It is there, it's them that something is wrong with. They, they have no capacity. The Bible said they were begging. Those who heard this voice, they were begging because they cannot take it. You know why? Because they have refused to mature. They can't come into the, into the things of God. They still want to remain as babes. Yet God is calling us, amen, to come up to the next dimension. Let's go on with Christ. Let's live this elemental things. Let, let's live this elementary realm, amen, of baptisms. We don't even know all the baptisms yet. 
One of the baptisms we must embrace is tribulation. We have not even talked about the baptism of tribulation. Here we want to come to the day of Zion. You see, when you get baptized in tribulation, listen to this. When you're in Babylon, you don't get to bow hallelujah, to the image of Nebuchadnezzar. But you have, if you have not gone through the baptism amen, of tribulation, you know, Babylon has a way amen, of, of, of misleading you. They will throw you certain things. You will immediately compromise. Yeah, 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 I don't know him. <laughs> they said to Peter, do you know him? Yeah, Peter said me. I mean, Peter, who walked with Jesus three years, three and a half years, this guy walked with Jesus. This is Peter who walked on water. The same Peter who saw Jesus fed the 5,000. The same Peter whom Jesus declared, upon this rock I will build my church and the gate of hell will not... The same Peter. Listen to this. There is a place that will take you to. You will be afraid if you have not allowed the principles of the kingdom. This is why after Jesus resurrected, have you noticed? Where after Jesus resurrected, his message was pure kingdom. There were, he didn't perform no miracle. He didn't give anybody bread. He didn't give anybody sweet. He didn't try to cajole anybody. All he was doing, amen, was infusing kingdom values in them. He taught them kingdom for 40 days before he was finally gone. He was preparing them. And he told them, tarry in Jerusalem until this truth you have received, amen, is mingled with fire from heaven. The place of Pentecost began with baptism of fire. Not just immersion. Not just dipping people in water and they're hallelujah, praise God. No. It was a baptism of fire. It speaks. It was symbolic of what they were going to go through. But they were ready. Each of them received a clothing tongue of fire. Each of them, hallelujah, they did not have to share the fire. Each of them carried his own fire. Each of them carried his own fire. There were women in the upper room who carried fire. So don't tell me this thing, this thing is just, you know, about men. No, 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 no. I said there were women in the upper room who carried fire, including the mother of Jesus. She was there too. There were women in the upper room who carried fire. This is the day, hallelujah, of God raising perfected mature saints. Not just men and women, perfected saints. Let nobody cage you. Don't let nobody tell you uh, you don't have a voice. You do have a voice. We all have a voice. We've got to follow the pattern of the expressions of the voice. You have not come. I told you, I wanted to show you something. You have not come. We have to define this. You have not come. In case you think you're coming to the same order of a mountain that you, that you were before. I said, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched. That's, that's what we're looking into. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched. That is burning with fire. To darkness, to gloom, to you know, to storm, and to a trumpet blast. I told you there was a prophetic ministry on Mount Sinai, but that prophetic era was immature because there is a there is another. They said, "Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill." There is a voice coming from Zion, Hallelujah, that is not of Sinai. We have left Sinai long time ago. We have left. We have left Oreb. Hallelujah. We have left Ararat. <laughs> One of these days, I will speak to you about the seven mountains of God. 
And I'm not talking about the seven hills of, of, of the world system that they're trying to possess. Because when they talk about the seven hills, they talk about, you know, the mountain of finance. We're possessing the mountain of finance. That's an ungodly theology that has been brought into the body of Christ. Possessing the seven mountains. The seven mountains, hallelujah, are dimensions of spiritual hierarchies in the spirit. You can't come to Zion if you have not begun, hallelujah, from Ararat. That's the first mountain that we saw in the scripture. Then you come to Mount Carmel. You come to Mount Oreb. Each of these mountains are dimensions of engaging with heaven. I've got to stop here. Each of these mountains are dimensions of our journey in God. Before you can possess the mountains of Egypt. Before you can possess the mountains of Babylon. Before you can possess the mountains, hallelujah, of the Canaanites, the Jabotites, the all this. All, before you can possess all these mountains, make sure you've got all the mountains of God first in you. They are dimensions of your spiritual maturity. They are dimensions of your spiritual birthing. You have come to Mount Zion. That's the final. That's the finality of all the mountains. Come up higher. The ladder of Jacob are dimensions of the mountains of God. After six days, after seven days, Jesus took them to the mountain. Some translation said that mountain that Jesus took Peter, James, and John to was a mountain of Mount Oreb. Some say it was Mount Olive, but I believe it's Mount Oreb. Because we saw certain things happen on that mountain. Come on, friends. Oh, Lord, we are not your name. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for your voice. Friends, heaven is moving in our day. I'm sure you can feel the urgency in my voice. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start this morning, you know, with all of this in mind. No. 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 This is what it means to be a voice, to be a vessel, to be an instrument. They say, let God use you. This is God using me. Maybe out of the number of people that will be watching this, maybe just three, four people will get these things and run with it. And my job is done. Many are called, few are chosen. I pray that I'm part of the ones that will be chosen with this message. Because when I'm done, I'll have to sit down also and take all of the things in. Never make a mistake that the vessel that preaches a message equals the revelation of the, of the message. Let me repeat what I've just said. Never make the mistake of thinking that the vessel that, that God uses to deliver a message equals the value or the authority of the message. That's why every vessel that God uses to speak, to proclaim, to declare his voice must also go and submit himself or herself to the same word. And that's what I do. I've been doing this for the past 25 years of my life, if not more. I'm the best listener of my own messages. I go back, I sit down. I sit. I sit under the message. I take notes. I hear God. Because, you see, if you don't have an attitude in responding to the things of the Spirit, 
you will live amen, in deception. And once you start living in deception, you start thinking that you made it happen. <laughs> you, you know, that was what got into Satan, Lucifer. His position, his, his ministry got so much into him that he, he felt he could top with God. <laughs> and that's what has entered into the life of so many men of God. So we begin to deceive ourselves. Oh, did you see that message I preached? You were just a vessel. You were just a vessel. So you have to go back and surrender and submit to the message. Please do me a favor. Please, I beg of you, share this message. Let it go out there. Let people hear it. Send it to your friends. Let your friends send it to their friends. Let their, your, their friend friends send it to their friend friends. Let's, let's, let's let the world know. Let's let South Africa know that God is moving. That God is speaking. That the voice of God has returned to the land. Let's, let's, let's tell the people that it's no longer Ichabod. The glory is returning. But we are finding the right pattern of bringing back that presence. So people don't begin to fall down and die in the day of the return of the glory. In the day of the return of the presence. Yes. There can be casualty in the day of the return of the presence of God. No. That's why we're dealing with all of the things. You see, people may not like what I'm doing, but I'm trying to assist people. To say, when God start coming, we're praying. We're praying, God, come. We, God, we need you. Everybody's praying for the return of God. But who is preparing people for the return? Because when God returns and a priesthood, amen, that have left his post for 22 years may just lose his life. Because they've forgotten the pattern. Who has forgotten the pattern? Even David, out of excitement, has forgotten the pattern. In the day of his coming, we need to be prepared. We need to be careful. The Bible says he will come like a refining fire. Who can stand in the day of his return? Be careful how you ask God to come. Your house is not in order. Your life is not in order. Because when the fire falls, <laughs> the fire will consume everything and anything on the altar. So be ready. Are you ready? Let's be ready. Lord, we thank you this day. We honor you. We rejoice in you. I wish I can continue, but suddenly I remember people are going to walk. Not everybody have the access to to Wi-Fi in their workplace. And even if they do, they, they still need to get to the business of the day. So, Father, we thank you. Help us to continue to pick from this point that we've left to God. I thank you for this sharp word. It's sharp. It's a two-edged sword. That's what your word says. <laughs> Hebrews 4, 2 have says the word of God is active. It's sharp. It's quick. Yes. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. The word of God is a discerner of the intentions of the hearts of men, of the attitudes of men. The word of God. Your word is life. When your word comes like this, we bleed. But we thank you. That when we lose the life we think we have, we receive your life. So thank you this day that the word has cut us through. And you've, you've seen the things that are within us. This is the best and only way you can really circumcise our heart. Because indeed, your word is there to circumcise us. I thank you for this prophetic 
atmosphere, this declaration, this proclamation, not just to us listening and watching, but to the entire atmosphere of this nation, to the entire, yes, atmosphere of our generation, of our community, of this continent of Africa, where the worship of men has become our burial ground. The worship of religious men, where we, we, we literally worship men. Bring us, Lord, to a day of deliverance, O oh God, from those who have, who have taken your place in your house. The Bible says they now sit on Moses' seat. But beyond that, they have sat, yes, in your temple, demanding worship from the people. Lord, deliver us. Deliver us from the sons of Belia, from the sons of Eli. Deliver us. Free us, O oh God. Bring us to maturity. Give us a voice. Help us to know how to say no and not feel guilty. Help us to know how to, yes, lead and guide our emotion, our feelings. That we will not continue to obey and surrender to tyrannical leaders. As it is in the church, so it is in politics. So it is in the world of banking and finance and the economy. Somebody high up there wants to control the destiny of the people. We say no to it. We rebel against the spirit of rebellion. We receive of you, O oh God, grace. Teach us your ways. Help us to continually walk in submission to you. Somebody says submitting to God means submitting to men. It sounds right, but it's not true. It sounds right, but it is not true. We do not have, there's no place in the Bible where it says we must submit to people that are rebellious to God. Because if we do, then we have received the mark of the beast. Because the mark of the beast will compel us to refuse, to reject God. Why we submit to the system. We refuse that. See, when we talk about the mark of the beast, people think of some, God knows what, coming from Belgium, coming from Brussels, coming from... No, the mark of the beast is among us. It's among us. So, Father, we thank you. Give us discernment. Because that's what your word can do. It helps us to judge right from wrong. Help us to see in honor, in respect, in dignity. Yes, standing with truth, integrity, justice, righteousness, and equity. We thank you, O God. It's a brand new day. We are the sons of a new day. We're rising from the sea. Hallelujah. We're rising, yes, as the, as the forming of a cloud, as the hand of a man. We are rising from the sea. Thank you, Lord, for we have come to Mount Zion, the city where the formation of the ecclesia, the church of the firstborn, the third day priesthood is emerging. We thank you. Continue to sharpen our eyes to see. Continue to touch our ears to hear. Continue to touch our lips, O oh God, our mouth with the coal of fire, plucked from the altar. Yes, Father. Continue to undress us as you redress us to go forth in your name. Representing the, this new day, this new order, this new structure of kingdom government. The kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. Christ, we proclaim your lordship over every 
aspect of our life. We proclaim your lordship over every dimension of our faculty. We proclaim your lordship. I proclaim your lordship over my life, over my household. Rule and reign. Thank you for your lordship over these wonderful people. We bless you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We are humbled by the power of your word. We are humbled by the power, by the authority of your word. Thank you, Father, for making me a vessel. Thank you for grace to speak your word without fear, without reservation, without hesitation. Thank you, Father, that this word will go forth to the ends of the earth. As people follow us from different parts of the world, Lord, without taking advantage of that, we will continue, oh God, to create, to make bread. We will continue to bake the bread, fresh bread in your house. No stale bread. We remove the bread of yesterday. We bring fresh bread, oh God, into your altar. Your house must be filled with meat. Thank you for the ministry of meat and wine. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you so much everyone this morning for doing me the honor of joining, of partaking, of sharing in this word. I know there's so much that has been declared. We all need to go process these things and allow them to align us and change us. Correction, yes. We'll have to embrace truth, judgment, so that we don't get to be condemned. We want to be that generation of people that are the face of transformation in the earth. It's my prayer this morning that as you go out there, that God will continue to strengthen your forehead. That you will not be weak, you will not feel defeated. But you will know whose you are. Who you are in Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Go out there and succeed. That's your mandate. That is what you've been commissioned for. Go show forth the praise and the glory of God. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank you everyone for appreciating the message. We really appreciate it. Thank you so very much. There are, see some people con connecting with us. Uh, for the first time, I'm not sure if I'll be able to see everybody's name. Thank you, Sister Dioni. Appreciate it. Sister Tina, thank you. Brother Derek, thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let me see if I can pick some few names. Stan Kumisa, thank you. God bless you. Appreciate it. Who else is there? I'm trying to pick. If I can pick other names. All right. The names of people joining us are, are not showing, but I appreciate everyone. Thank you so very much. I'm going to, of course, later uh, send my appreciation if you, if I can see your name, you know, on my timeline. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, if you want to listen to our past series that we've been doing on coming out of the ark, I tell you, they are mind-blowing. It will change your life. It will transform your life. 
please continue to share this message with other people. My desire, all right, is like I always say to people, I'm not out there to take anybody's church. I'm not starting a church in case people are afraid. This guy is, no, 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 no. I'm not starting nobody. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a voice. Thank you, Sister Myrtle, for joining. God bless you. I appreciate it. All right. I, I'm just proclaiming. But guess what? If the Lord speaks otherwise tomorrow, we obey his voice. But for now, all right, I'm not seeking to take anybody's church. I'm just proclaiming and declaring the word of God. Trying to build, amen, the body of Christ and bringing, amen, the clarity and the and the and the precision of the of the heart of God, of the mind of God, amen, to the church, to the nation. We are a voice to the nations. So thank you, everyone. Hope to see you soon again. All right. I'm still writing. Please pray for me. I need all the prayer. I've gotten to a point where you know you just feel God. I need to be able to move further. All right. So thank you, everyone. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye bye.